0: Hey there! Today I've got Tracy Matney from Victory Points, and I am really excited to have her share with us today because she just she's got a wealth of knowledge about marketing, but she also has a bunch of other fun projects that she's involved in as well. Um, some of those involve uh, this fun thing called board games, um, so I'm really excited to hear some of some of that some of that side project that uh, she's involved in as well. So Tracy, thanks so much for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's so fun to
1: reconnect with you. I think the last time we saw each other was social media marketing world, like a year ago, right? A year
0: ago. Yeah. Right before everything kind of self imploded here in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so glad we got to go to that big conference. Well, and it's, it's been fun though, in the last year, just, I mean, you're many States away from me. Um, so we would be engaging virtually in the last year anyways. Um, It's been really fun for me to see some of the projects that you've been involved in, both in your business that you already had established, and then the fact that you guys started a business pretty much, (laughs) yeah, brick and mortar during the pandemic. So I'm really interested to hear about that. But for people who don't really know you know, who you are and what you're all about. Can you give us like the, you know, high level, what, what do people know? What should people know about you when they hear the name Tracy? Sure. Um, Well, Tracy Matney, I'm the founder of Victory Points Social. So we
1: are an agency that focuses on paid advertising. So Facebook ads, um, we don't do any of the organic content marketing. We specifically focus on paid advertising and we do some fun stuff with chatbots and um, chat marketing to help kind of accelerate um, your message. And I, I have an agency, I have seven uh, team members. And so we work with clients all over the country um, on their paid campaigns, particularly e-commerce brands and like with Shopify stores and info brands. And then I have this whole other project because I'm an entrepreneur, just like you, and we like to do all these things. Yeah, we all love to have 10 projects going, right? (laughs) I also have a ton of restaurant clients. So we do a lot with restaurants to help them get more customers, more fans for their brand and bills in their till. So my husband and I, um, in October 2020, opened up a brick and mortar board games and puzzle shop. And it's a in-person, it's in downtown Redlands, California. And it's, uh, we sell board games and puzzles. And shockingly, it did like $60,000 in sales in February. Like, it's just crazy. Um, February is usually one of the lowest months for retail. Right. Still doing really well after only four or five months of being open. So, Wow. yeah, it's just kind of crazy. So, yeah. That's his deal. That's actually where he's at right now. Like he's down there, he's running it. He's got a whole team of people and um, it's been really fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, even though it sounds like it's his baby in, in some sense, like I know just from what I've seen online that you are very closely involved in it.
1: I'm the director of marketing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I, of course As, as can't we all have... are, when we have a marketing background, we get pulled into, <laughs> right. we're, we're director of marketing for so many things. <laughs>
1: sure. Well, I believe when you're married, your money's the same. So yeah, like, it's not just his money, it's our money, you know? And so we've both invested into it and right. put in a lot of work and he actually still has a day job. So like how he's handling all of that is crazy. So I happily handle all of the ads. We've been running some Google ads, which I've never really run Google ads. I mainly do Facebook ads. Right. So it's a fun like little playground for me to like spend his business money to like learn how to do Google ads on an actual wow. physical brick and mortar business that we own, which is cool. Um, and then of course, like I run all of his Facebook ads and we do, we have a little birthday campaign uh, with Facebook. Did you know that you could target people whose birthday's coming up in like seven days? You can like oh, I, I run an add. ad, One's birthday's in seven days. Like Facebook knows, right? Cause you put in yeah. your birthday when you sign up. So you say like, Hey, you have a birthday coming up. You can get a, buy one, get one free board game come on in. And so we're running a little birthday campaign and it's working so well to get people to actually come in through the door physically. Yeah. Um, so you have to like really think outside the box when you're advertising for a brick and mortar business versus a, an online business, you know? Um, yeah. so it's really good for my little marketer brain to challenge my brain with like thinking about strategy. That's what I, I love, love to do. So I have a team, like I have a graphic designer and a copywriter, I let them do those kind of things. I like to think about the customer, right? Like, how are they going to feel when they see this ad? What action are they going to take?
0: Yeah. So you're kind of thinking like more of the high level strategy around it. You're probably still involved in some of the weeds with some things, but you're letting other people be involved in that as well. So it's, it's probably good because you're getting multiple perspectives and ideas, Mm-hmm. around the copy or the, the graphics or the different things that go into an ad. So right. um, yeah, that's why I have a project manager.
1: Cause they manage all the, like, <laughs> she manages all the
0: day-to-day all the moving parts.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and it's great too, because I have a pretty diverse team, like different races and different backgrounds. And it's just really interesting to hear like different perspectives. I think that's really mm-hmm.
0: important,
1: you know, it's so um,
0: important today. Right. So important. So, you know, before before we kind of jumped into this interview, we were talking a little bit about um, kind of how you know you're ready to do ads and and I even run across this with people who are just they're not ready um, but what what do you see like what are some telltale signs like hey you are not ready to run an ad campaign don't waste your money or your time right now focus on getting these things in place instead what do you see? Yeah.
1: Well, so it depends on what type of business we're talking about, but let's just assume we're talking about an online business, like either you're a coach or a consultant or you're a course creator, or maybe you own a Shopify store. So the number one thing that I ask whenever I'm talking like with a potential client is what's the conversion rate. So if you're running paid ads to a website a funnel, a landing page, a store, wherever you're sending them, if people are converting at a high rate, then sending traffic there is a smart idea. If they're not converting and you're trying to just add more traffic, it's just going to accelerate a problem, Mm -hmm. right? So the main thing that's important to me is like, what's your conversion rate rate? So let's talk about Shopify across average Shopify stores. It's 2.5%. Um, Many times when people come to me and we look into their Shopify store, it's around 0.5%. So a lot of people who haven't been optimizing that rate, they're doing under 1%. So that means for every hundred people that go to your website, less than one person is buying. So if you're talking about a paid ad from Facebook, let's say you pay, you know, 50 cents per view or even 20 cents per view, you're paying like 40 to $50 just to get one sale. So that's right, not going right. to make sense if you're selling like a $20 product. You just lost. Right. It, right? So if you can just bump up your conversion rate to 2%, then you cut your cost in half to get that sale. So it's it's a lot of people think like, "Oh, I just have to create this exciting, this beautiful creative ad." Um and yes, that part's really important because you've got to catch their attention, but you also have to look at the like the data, the numbers. Right. So there's a few things that I would say if you are if you think you wanna run ads, the first thing you need to do is check your conversion rate. And then you also need to check your mindset. Um, and I know like a, on all these podcasts and all these gurus, they all talk about mindset, but like, they it's, it's important. Because right. when you first start running ads, you're paying for data. And that's really hard for people, mm. entrepreneurs to think about. Because they're like, well, no, I'm paying money and I wanna make sales. But what you have to understand is when you first start running ads, you're paying to, to learn about your audience. You're paying to learn what copy works, what creative works, um, what offer works. I mean, the offer is super important. And I find like, probably if someone's running ads and they come to me and they go, my ads just aren't working. Usually like probably 80% of the time, it's not actually the copy or the creative or like what they, you know, what the ad looks like. It's usually the offer. They are just like, they they're not connected enough with their audience to understand what offer is going to be like so sizzling hot that that audience has to click the button and go buy it right now right Um, so it's really all about messaging and the actual offer itself so making sure that you're you're super clear on your offer um so like you do content marketing for people right? right so if when you're running you're doing posts for them and like tons of people are buying or like Your client goes live on Facebook and they get a lot of engagement, and people go to the website, they buy their course, and they do all that organically. That would tell me, okay, that person is ready for me to set fire to that content, right? Like, like getting it off like, I have so many different analogies setting it off to the races, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) Whatever it is, like, the point of traffic is not to get conversions, right? I mean, it is, but like, your funnel is designed to get conversions. What I'm doing for you is running traffic there
0: so that your funnel can do its job. that makes sense? Oh, totally. Well, and that kind of brings up uh, one of the things that I've seen a lot with people is that people want to run ads, but they don't have the funnel built. They mm-hmm. don't have the content built out in such a way that it's ready to do well. You know, maybe it is a, a good piece of a good course or it's a good offer, but they don't have the, the landing pages. They don't have the lead magnets. They don't have... Some of those things thought through and right. they don't, they don't really understand what those things are. They think, oh, well, I can just sell it on Facebook. Right. Right. You know? yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes people need to have that, those, those foundational pieces built out. And, and, and a lot of people do have that built out. They're just not leveraging it enough, but then there's some people who they've got great ideas, but they don't have the foundation built to be able to push people right back over to that. So Yeah. And
1: it can be easy to feel like overwhelmed with all the things. Right. You know, but it's like, I always remind people, like we're entrepreneurs. We can do hard things. If we wanted to do something easy, we could just go get a job and let someone tell us what to do. Right. Because we are entrepreneurs because we created a business. We can, we're going to figure it out. And sometimes you have to pay with your money rather than with your time. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, they want to pay with their time because they're like, I can do this myself. I can build a funnel. I can create ads or I can, you know, um, do it. And we can, like, I, I could build funnels, but like, I don't build funnels anymore because I'd rather pay with my money Mm -hmm. than pay with my time because my time is more valuable than my money. Oh, totally. Especially as a mom, like, I don't want to be stuck in my computer 80 hours a week. Like I want to be able to be a good wife and a good mom and be downtown at our business and like talking to those customers. Like, so trying to balance it all, I have to choose what I'm really good at and focus on that. So I always recommend if you're just getting started, it's okay to like do a few things yourself to kind of get the hang of it. But once you're at the point where you're like, okay, I believe in this, I think this office, this is a proven course or proven product. I'm ready to sell it. Like at that point, it's just an investment. You have to, you need, you should outsource it to somebody who has done it before.
0: It'll save you a ton of time and time is more valuable than money. That's one thing that my husband really taught me. And, you know, there's been different points in our marriage where, or just our adulthood, where we've been able to afford to pay for people to do certain things more than others, you know, you have to kind of to weigh that, but, but yeah, it's like, ask that question of how much is my time worth? Is it worth it for me to mess around trying to figure this, Funnel out, or this website, or this landing page out, or is it worth it really for me just to pay someone who can do it in a fraction of the time and And better about hiring quality work too. Um, I mean,
1: there's a lot of people out there that charge very small amount to do stuff, and then you're tweaking it and it's not converting, and you're mad and you don't understand why. So then you have to go find someone else to fix it. So then in the long run, you end up just paying more money. So um, I would, I would definitely. I mean, if you're new and you want to give somebody a chance, like start with somebody who's new and pay them a little less, just understand it's going to take more time to, to get it up and running. Right. Like, no, I, I don't have time. I'd rather pay the money up front to get it going than just do make the investment and hire somebody. So like I always, when I get on a sales call with potential clients, I have to check out all of their funnels because it doesn't make sense for me to start running their ads until their funnels are ready. So, right. That's like number one, (laughs) but now I might contradict myself here. It might sound like I'm contradicting myself because I will also say, yes, I believe in outsourcing, but I also believe you need to run your own ads first before you hire someone. Um, And And why is that? And here's why it is important Um, because when you outsource your, your stuff, like running ads, you need to understand what are all the metrics now I'm not saying you should like spend thousands and thousands of dollars running your own ads. I'm just saying run a couple campaigns, like some basic campaigns that so that you can get the hang of like what what's happening in Ads Manager. So when you outsource it to an agency, they're not able to like blow smoke at you because you don't know what you're doing. So One of the things that's really, really important is that if you outsource this, Mm -hmm. you make sure that the person is an agency partner um, in your ad account. So you set them up with partner access, not don't give them that human, that person direct access, Yeah. um, because you can cut them out if you need to at any point. Um, The other thing is there's agencies out there that they build their own ad accounts and then they run ads for you in their own ad accounts. So at any point, they could just stop working with you and then you've lost everything that they've done for you. You don't have that history. Right. Right. I would definitely recommend you always have people run ads in your ad account. Like you own the ads that they've created. Mm -hmm. um, And make sure that you're careful when you read the contract. Um, At least that's my perspective. Just from an ethical standpoint, I'm like, it's, it's my IP, but you're paying me yeah. to build something for you over the course of time. Right. So if I built it and I'm building it in your ad account. When our contract's over, like you own it, it's yours. Right. I created it for you. You paid for it. Yeah. You know, that's kind of my philosophy, but some ads managers are like, no, but like the co- the client could just like delete you. And then now they've got everything. And I'm like, I don't know. I build relationships with people. Right. So I really like, I care deeply for my clients. They're like, Friends, at some point, you know, yeah. And like, I don't want that to happen, so I, I'm very careful about who I work with and make sure that you know we're a good fit to work together.
0: Yeah, I have people ask me about that just on that organic side of like, hey, we're building this out. You know, who has ownership of it? I'm like, you own it. Like, I don't need to keep this, but I just put in there. You know, we may use it for portfolio purposes. Right. You know, I don't care. This is content you're paying me to make. Right. It's yours. I, I don't, I don't care about owning it. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. Okay. So, um, so you guys have also been built out this brick and mortar mm-hmm. and that's been probably a very interesting thing, you know, given the the year that we've had with shutdowns and just in California, I know it's been a lot more uh, strict than other States as well. Yeah. Um, how have you guys innovated or thought differently in order to find success with launching a business during a pandemic that is brick and mortar requiring people to physically come into your store?
1: Yeah. Well, the restrictions were um, lifted in the summer. So when we opened, we were allowed to be at 20% capacity, which is still a very small amount of capacity. Sure, um, But we were actually able to have people in the store. So that was, that was good. So you know we have big giant windows and like at one point especially during christmas time um we had like a line down the street and was oh, cool which is exciting but we would have people like spaced out and we would have somebody monitoring the door and saying like thank you so much for your patience so we would set up um like a little puzzle out front we had like a table with a puzzle like a community puzzle yeah i don't know if that's really pandemic friendly because like a lot of people we're touching the puzzle pieces. right but- <laughs> People who didn't feel comfortable, they just didn't do it, but it kind of gave them something to do while they're in line. And then also get them warmed up to like, Oh, puzzles are fun again. You know, Um, puzzles are like really hard to keep in stock, by the way, like puzzles are going crazy. So in the research, my husband did originally, we were going to just do a board game shop and we were just learning like how, like puzzles are really killing it. They're really like, great. So it's sometimes like adapting to just, I mean, it makes sense. Puzzles go with board games, right? Right it's a similar niche and so um just thinking about like what items are people doing at home everybody's Mm. going wow what a smart business idea I'm like I don't know if you know this but my husband has been wanting to open a board game shop for six years yeah like he's wanted to do this for six years so all pre-covid like he was wanting to do it anyway yeah it was already an interest yeah and because of covid you know we saw an opportunity to find a place in downtown that was a much lower rent than normal
0: um oh yeah that's great
1: we did a four-month lease so it was a pop-up store we were just going to do four months so we did october through january just to see like how it would go and then if it went well then we would um, talk to the landlord about renewing so that's what we did we just renewed for three years so
0: that's that really- sounds like some really smart business uh just business basics you know that you were doing it as a pop-up first test the waters, make sure that you wanted to do it long-term Yeah, doing the research around the puzzle piece, because I mean, I I love puzzles. I have for many, many years, so I I can totally see how, how in the last year, I mean, I had, I had a whole stack of puzzles that I had gotten and, uh, I just posted them on Facebook marketplace in the local community just to give away for free. And it was just like vultures, like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, gosh, maybe I should have charged for these, but <laughs> yeah. well, and we kind um, of came up with a, a tagline for it is
1: um, because of everything going on is yeah. disconnect from the screens and reconnect with one another. Oh, I love that. That's like, our mission is just to help people. Cause I mean, think about it. We've got zoom school and then like everyone's binged through their Netflix list. It's like, right. you can only watch so much Netflix yeah. before you yeah. go crazy. So it's like, if, so that's part of our marketing strategy is just reminding people like there's other things you can do when you're at home, um, then just, you know, watch TV and, you know, yeah like, like there's more to do so we've been really encouraging like family game night and a lot of our our marketing is like you know um has families in it because yeah. our we've got like okay I don't know if any nerdy board gamers are gonna listen right now so hopefully I don't
0: offend them we've got one of my best friends games. is huge <laughs> into board games so I know at least she'll yeah. be listening
1: yeah well we've got like super we've got like super nerdy gamer types um yeah. and when you think of like the stereotypical gamer they're like I'm this is sort of true and stereotypical. They're like the guy who hangs out in his basement and like hasn't showered in five days. Like we actually get those guys that come in and I'm like, okay, <laughs> they come in. And that is like one of our audiences where we sell a ton of things too. Um, but like our biggest audience is really families. Yeah. So um, families who are like tired of playing Candyland, which my yeah. husband, is the worst game ever. It teaches the kids nothing. Right. But I don't know how true that is. Cause it teaches them, colors and losing colors but he's like yes but there's so many more cool games for kids we have a lot of games for three and up so um cool like actual strategy board games that are so much better than just like you count and then you go up and down and it's like we have a lot of really cool games for kids that's cool
0: yeah that's so fun wow um and have you guys done anything with online stuff for your brick and mortar or is it all just strictly local so we have, a, we have a website, it's just boardgameparadise.store, and um,
1: we accidentally, I, I told you I was playing around with Google Ads, right? Yeah. Um, I thought I was sending traffic to the Google Maps location, I was uh-huh. targeting local, and um, I was targeting local, but like, we had like six people buy stuff off the website, but the website is like there with all the products, it's not exactly connected with our like, back-end POS system yet, okay. so the inventory numbers aren't always matching up, so... Okay that we're working on getting the POS system to connect with the online store. Because okay. if we sell something in the store, then it's not available online, and we're manually. Gotcha. So so people bought stuff, like six different customers. I was like, oh, well the Google Ads worked. He's like, yeah, but you've got to like turn them off until we get the, <laughs> yeah. So that's like. So, that's so we get more- our inventory up. back up. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's accurate. Because the POS system that he signed up with doesn't actually have an e-commerce asset. Oh. That's actually a tip, if anybody's listening, is a brick and mortar, um, and you're thinking about pivoting to online, or you've tried, just make sure that whatever POS system you're using in-house is also working online. Like, Shopify is a really great one, because it has ShopKeep. So, ShopKeep is like the physical POS, like where customers swipe their credit card at the store, Mm -hmm. and you can bring them up, Um, but it also integrates with your online Shopify store. So, my husband didn't set set that one up. We have WooCommerce for the website, and then... We use um, Grindless, which is a really cool POS system for tracking inventory, but it, they don't talk to each other. So Interesting. That, that's something that we're working on. That's that's one of his goals for um, early 2021 is to make sure that the on,
0: the website online is ready to go because I would love yeah. to like run ads to it, you know? Sure. Um, well, and I think, you know, in today's world, uh, people want to support local businesses, mm-hmm. even if they're not physically able to walk into the store. Right. You know, so me being in Colorado, you being in California, if I wanted to support your small business, it, it's, it'd be nice to support you instead of maybe yeah. a big box store to buy certain games or puzzles. So yeah. um, I've seen well, that happen with a lot of local stores here in the last year is them opening up e-commerce yeah. and I think it opens up a lot more opportunities for them.
1: Yeah. And those types of, those types of businesses um, are ideal clients for me um, because I have experience both of the brick and mortar and with, yeah. online. you know, I have a client, they're actually across the street from our store. Um, I started working with him before we had the store, but it just worked sure. out across the street and he sells olive oil, like um, organic uh-huh. and really high quality olive oil. They grow the olives themselves and everything. And um, so he has had a brick and mortar for several years and he has two stores. And then because of COVID, he decided to open a Shopify store. And so um, we've run all of his traffic now for Shopify. And last December, he did like $1,500 a month, like on, um, like 2019 online. Mm -hmm. And this year, he did $20,000 in December in sales. And all he was doing for advertising was Facebook ads. So it's really exciting to, when he spent just, you know, um, $4,000 in ads. Sure. He made $20,000 in sales. So um, for December, that was like, a really exciting month. I bet he was really excited about that. Yeah. He was like, what's happening? This is so cool. And then they ran out. So then we were like, okay, so January, it was a little slow and now we're getting back in stock. Cause it kind of, that's a problem that happens sometimes. if you sure. out, is like, you could run out and with olive oil, you only harvest twice a year spring right. and fall. So, um, that's something that, you know, I think it's important to know is like, if you're going to run e-commerce, you're going to run ads, just there's so many moving parts. And so having somebody um, like me, who's like worked with a ton of different clients like that, um, I can kind of be like an overall marketing strategist, not just like, yeah,
0: you can make sure they're set up for success. Hmm. Wow. And I just, I, that makes me just smile so much to hear that because so many brick and mortars have struggled this year. I love that, that this olive oil shop was willing to pivot I know it's an overused word, but pivot his strategy Mm -hmm. to not just be like, oh, well, we're just going to work within the the state guidelines and and hope that people walk into our store still. Mm -hmm. But he was willing to kind of invest in that. And I think it sounds like he's setting himself up for even bigger business once everything's fully back to the way maybe it was foot traffic wise, but also have that online presence as well.
1: Well, and he's seeing the opportunity with online, so pretty soon we're going to be launching a subscription box, so it's going to be a oh, you know, seasonal box, so you're going to get like a like an extra virgin olive oil, a, gar- a garlic or other flavored olive oil, and then like a dark balsamic and a white balsamic uh, oh once God. a quarter. I know, right? It's so good. My husband would love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, so seasonally, it's kind of like you sign up for FabFitFun and you end up with like all these like products, but this is like cooking essentials,
0: you know? Right. And high quality. Yeah. I, I could see how that would do really, really well. Uh, that was yes. so really dangerous for my husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to help him launch that.
1: And honestly, with my experience with working with restaurants, like I love working with food businesses too. So, yeah. you know, um, as long as they have like a proven track record of sales and the products working and they have a good system, you know, then um, I would love to like help them launch it. It's That's cool.
0: Okay, so if you were to, you know, talk to anyone whether they're um just starting to think about building their online business or they're maybe a little bit in or they're further in, like do you have any tips as far as like a quick win that you would recommend to for people to do that would help give them a little bit of traction? Um it could be at any part of the process whether it's beginning stages or further on in. Sure. Um retargeting for sure. Mm. So Uh,
1: something that you can't really do with organic that you can do with paid is that you can retarget people who have been. So let's say that like Valerie, you're running uh, videos for people. People watch a certain amount of that video. Mm -hmm. You can run a paid ad to people who have watched at least say 50% of that video. Or let's say you send somebody to a website and they don't buy or they don't engage, but they've been on that website. You can actually retarget those people with like a follow-up type ad. It's like only gonna show to people who have done those actions. And you can run those ads for not very much money. Like when I take on a brand, whether they're like a super high converting brand or they're new, mm-hmm. um, retargeting is the very first thing that I set up because okay. it's usually the quickest win. So to do that, um you need to set up your Facebook pixel. So the pixel is a piece of code that you get from Facebook that you put on your website. Yeah. And um it tracks your users. Um, So when you're retargeting people, you can say like, who's been on my website, show it to people who've been even to this certain page. Like, let's say, like, I have a really big client that we're launching her. She's a two comma club winner and she's, um, she's made over a million dollars in her webinar, but she, it's like a three-year-old course. So she's redoing it. Mm -hmm. And so we've been setting up her whole new ads. And so we're going to be sending people to the registration page to put in their email, to register for her webinar. Yeah. But what if somebody registers and then they don't come and like show up live to watch the training? We can retarget those people because we know whether they showed up or not. Right. We can retarget those people with a, Hey, did you miss it? Here's a link to the replay. Mm. So not only are they getting an email that says, here's the replay, we're showing them an ad in their feed. Yeah. And then if somebody click the button, like they click to buy. After they watch the webinar, I click the button to buy her course. They go to the order page, but they don't check out. They don't put right. in their card, but they were on the order page, which means they were like on the fence. So then we show them a different ad that's like a hey, you were like this close to checking out, you're on the fence, and then testimonial videos where we're just like, here's some testimonies. Maybe you need to hear from other people like you. And then mm-hmm. they were kind of like closing
0: the sale. Yeah. That those were like all retargeting. That's great. So retargeting that's, and that's not a new concept, but it's one that a lot of people miss out on. It's to me,
1: the, the biggest
0: thing that's missing.
1: A lot of people come to me
0: um, wanting me
1: to start running their ads, but they don't even have their pixel set up on their website. And it's like, well, so you could be tracking, like, even if you're not running ads now, even if you're like, I'm not going to run ads for six months, still set up your pixel because those whole six months, you can be tracking people who've been to your website.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. So even if you're not ready to run ads, Mm -hmm. start gathering the data now. Yeah. And can I speak to the people who are like, I don't want to be tracked. Can I speak to those people? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, so I have a Google home right
1: here. Yeah. Like it's listening to our conversation um, all the time, right? Right. Everything is listening. If you have Alexa, it's listening. Um, To me, I don't actually feel like that's a bad thing because I don't want to see ads in my feed for Harley Davidson or like my dad showed me an ad that he had in his feed the other day. And it was like, it was like marshmallow roasting sticks, but it was like a woman and like the two points that came out of her chest were the mm. stick. I'm like, I don't want to see that ad in my feed. Yeah. That doesn't like resonate with me at all. You know, right. I'd rather see stuff for like this cute, like gold teapot that I bought off of Facebook. Right. Um, so it's like that kind of stuff makes sense to me. So if you're tracked, Facebook can know like what you're interested in and who, um, like who you would be want to see,
0: like, I'd rather my feed be curated to me. Well, it's interesting because I, I've benefited from that as well. I needed to buy some new shoes and I started going to some, like a couple websites and then the whole next few days, it was just like every ad I saw on Facebook was a different shoe brand Mm -hmm. and it gave, and I didn't purchase any shoes that first time. I just was looking and so then it was like, oh, well, now I'm discovering all these new brands and seeing all these different styles. And I didn't have to go searching for them. They're showing up on my feed. So right. it was kind of nice. And sometimes I'll do that intentionally where I'll just go do a little bit of research, plan to not buy right away, and then just wait and see who retargets you. What else shows up in my feed? So well, who it's- Who won your sale? Who, who did you buy the shoes from? I ended up getting them from uh, Vionic. Okay. Was it an ad? Um, well, I ended up buying some from an ad for, I bought some Toms and I bought some Olukai. It's a Hawaiian brand. Oh, I haven't heard of that. But they, um, both the Toms and the Olakais, I had to end up returning because they just didn't fit my feet right. But oh, okay. the shoes themselves were, were fabulous. And I had had I had heard great things just from, like, I crowdsourced my friends as well. Mm -hmm. And those were both brands that people were like, oh, I love, I love my blah, blah, blahs.
1: And
0: um, so- yeah, but yeah, the bionics I ended up getting. I know I feel so old. I had to get a pair of house shoes that I can just slip on because I'm at home all the time. Yeah, and, you know, if you're
1: selling products, you should sell stuff like comfortable jammies that look professional right? on Zoom.
0: Right. Like
1: I'm wearing a T-shirt right now that I'm like, oh, it's it's cute shirt, but I'm like I'm wearing leggings. Like, yeah. So I bought these leggings since COVID happened. So right. it makes sense. Like buying selling stuff that makes sense with what's going on with the, with the trends yeah. in the world. Yeah. Paying attention.
0: For what I opportunities.
1: Do I'll click on an ad and go to their website. And I'm like, let me think about it. Sometimes I even add it to the cart. Right. So I'm like, I'm not sure. Let me let them retarget me. I will tell you probably eight times out of 10, they don't retarget me. And I'm like, you guys, mm-hmm just missed a sale. So yeah. many of them, they're just trying to get the sale on the first one. I'm like, why aren't you showing me a second ad? I, I showed my interest by putting it in my cart, right. but I can check out. You can show it to people who specifically added to their cart, yeah. like only show ads to people who added to cart. Um, this is a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. And so um, I did buy some shoes that I love. You might try these. They're called Kizik's and it's like K-I-Z-I-K. Um, oh, and, yeah, like, I've seen those, their ads are really good.
0: And you step into are the them. shoes good still too. The shoes are good. I have, great. Two I bought two. Yeah. I get, um, I get targeted by them too. Because I love of my shoe research.
1: <laughs> yeah. And their marketing is great. And so like, um, you just step into them. Like you don't, you're, they're hands-free and they're all, yeah. awesome. I bought my husband, two pairs. and I bought myself two pairs, um, on black Friday. Yeah. And I like, I yeah, love I it. Needed, I cool needed, I slip Stepping in a shoe,
0: but yeah. they don't look like slip on. They look like actual athletics. Right. That's true. Yeah. I remember the ads for those that they do look like yeah. full on sneakers, but, mm-hmm. uh, sneakers. Okay. Ugh. I feel so old. You I'm know, but like, I,
1: I would normally just throw on a pair of flip-flops cause they're the easy thing, but they're not as comfortable. So like when I slip on these, I like look a little more put together because right. they're cute, but also like, I feel like I'm wearing just comfy shoes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, for me, yeah. I was, I was pregnant for most of the pandemic year and my heels were killing me. And finally I was like, eh, it must be just all this extra weight I'm carrying around. Oh. But then after, after I gave birth a month or two later, I'm like, Oh, my heels still hurt. I guess it's my shoes, you know? And yeah. so I was like, I need to invest in some, some good shoes yeah. that are going to take care of me. So, but yeah. I um, do see people though all the time that are like, Oh, I don't want to buy from a Facebook ad because I don't trust it.
1: Yeah. And I think that like, it's a valid concern. Mm-hmm. I would just go to that website, like look around find Google them, like mm-hmm. go to Google, type in the brand name. If it's a, if it's a course, like I highly recommend it. Do not spend a thousand dollars on a course. The first time you hear about a person yeah. like, like, like hear, like read about them, study them, join. If they have a YouTube channel or a podcast like listen to them a few times and like make sure that you really resonate with them totally. and you like their teaching style before you go buy a course. Like I I just launched a course. Um, it's a Facebook ads basics course. It's only 197, but I, I wanted it to be at a price point that a lot of like newer people could get good value out of. Um, totally, And so I, it's funny, I didn't actually launch it with like ads or anything. I just use it. Like if somebody like, it's actually the actual Google drive folder I use to train my team. Mm. And so anytime I record a new video with like something new that change, I record the video and I put it in that folder. And so if you buy my course, you get access to that Google drive folder. So it's always, I love
0: that. I love (laughs) that you're like using it for training purposes and multi like like repurposing yeah. it essentially into a resource for somebody else yeah. so yeah and so it's like a steal to pay
1: 200 bucks and get trained by like someone who's doing this and has spent hundreds of thousands of right Almost, I think we're over a million dollars we've spent now for our clients and so uh, it's fun yeah so yeah I launched that course and I did that because I wanted people to like get a handle on what is it what are we talking about when we say retargeting ads how mm-hmm. do I set up my pixel how do I create a lookalike audience, how do which objective do I pick? You know, how do I decide my right. creative? So like, I go through all of that. Like you can totally set up an entire campaign.
0: Yeah. Those videos, so. Oh, I love that. That's great. And we'll be able to link to that in the show notes. So if you are interested at all in, in Tracy's beginner class, um, we'll make sure that we have that available. So um, Tracy, are there any other resources that you want to make sure people know about that, that would be really helpful for them?
1: Well, I think that's the main thing. I and mean, we've talked about a lot about Facebook ads. Um, I, do, I do have some fun stuff for chatbots, but um, okay. for the sake of time, maybe we should connect on that another time. So oh, maybe we can that do another interview about chatbots. A little, cliffhanger. Chat a little <laughs> cliffhanger there. Um, but because chatbots can be like overwhelming. I think if you're like not quite clear on what they are, but just yeah. a brief overview. They are not pretending to be a person. It is not AI. Mm -hmm. So it's not artificial intelligence. It's simply designed to be an automated pre-written conversation. So, and it's, it's on your Facebook business page. So like if somebody messages your business page and they say, Hey, board game paradise, what are your hours? It'll automatically respond with like, here's our hours. Um, If they say, what can I get to where are you located? It will give them a button to click, to go to Google directions, like Google maps. Um, If they say like, Hey, I'm interested in your course the word course could trigger a conversation that's like, oh, hey, you're interested in my course. Are you a business owner? And then it gives them a couple questions and then it qualifies them as a lead for me so that I can follow up with them and say, oh, you're interested in, you know, talking to me. Mm-hmm. So I- Flag me, but it does a lot of the heavy lifting for me. Yeah, the user more more answers faster. Right. So um, I do have a free chatbot template, so we can link to that. Okay,
0: That's too. So and if you want dive to, add, into ta- we could dive into chatbots even more yeah. in the future. Yeah, that will be fun. Awesome. So I could talk cool. about all this stuff for like hours. So <laughs>
1: I get like super nerdy about marketing. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing that you could speak for hours on it and that you really are passionate about it. And I love like, just in hearing you talk, it's very clear that you care about people succeeding in what they're doing in their marketing and you don't want people just wasting their time. So I love that. I love that that's your approach. So, um, but uh, yeah, so victory points. Is where people can find is it just victorypoints.com? Yeah, victorypoints.net. Victory that net. Victor Points is a term in board games. Okay. So it's like so you guys love it. board games
1: in your house. That's yes, it. we do. <laughs> you, I, if I could take you downstairs right now, I would show you our we have this giant wall that goes to our 10 foot ceiling of like those IKEA shelves, the coward yeah. shelves, like 10 feet tall by like 20 feet wide, full of games. Oh my but gosh. It, Yeah. So in in board games, you play games and whoever gets the most victory points wins. So I created my company's name around that because in board games, you have to be strategic. You also have to like practice because whoever has the most experience tends to win. So it's not just like, usually you could, you might win once when you play a game the first time. Sure. Usually you have a higher chance of winning the more and more you do it. Um, yeah. So, it's kind of like this board game reference, but um, board game uh, victorypoints.com is actually a board game website. Okay. It's like an old WordPress blog. So, don't go there. Like <laughs>
0: victorypoints.net. <laughs> yeah. So, I've got
1: a victorypoints.net. That's my main <laughs> website. And you can find all these resources under
0: the shop tab. Okay. The shop, and you can get, grab any of my courses or any of my freebies. So, great. Well, thank you, Tracy, so much for all this amazing wisdom and just insight into Facebook ads and e-commerce and even brick and mortar. So um, thanks so much for sharing and just sharing the story of how you guys have innovated and, and adjusted with how the world has changed in the last year. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.